WCNO, listener-supported Christian radio for the Palm Beaches and the Treasure Coast. Hello, friends. This is Tom Creighton inviting you to join me for our next exciting trip to Israel, January 24th to February 3rd, 2017. You'll enjoy comprehensive sightseeing, visiting all the holy sites in a deluxe motor coach, and rest every night in a five-star deluxe hotel. This time, we're limiting this trip to only 24 passengers for your comfort and enjoyment. So register today and make sure you're a part of this life-changing trip. For a free brochure, call WCNO toll-free at 888-221-8990 or for more information visit our website at wcno.com and go to the news page the revealing truth radio broadcast thanks ed meyer century 21 all professional for their underwriting support Hi, this is Ed Myers, Realtor with Century 21 All Professional and member of the National Association of Realtors. Whether you are buying, selling, or renting a home, understanding the market can be essential. I'm a Century 21 top producer, recipient of the Century 21 Presidential Award, Century 21 Centurion Award, and Quality Service Pinnacle Award. I proudly serve the United States Marine Corps, and now I'm specializing in serving the Port St. Lucie, Stewart, Fort Pierce, West Palm Beach, and surrounding areas of the Treasure Coast. Real estate is the key to building long-term wealth. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a home, a first-time home buyer, or an investor, letting an experienced professional with a proven track record can make all the difference. I would love the opportunity to help you. You can reach me by phone or text at 772-342-0047. Again, that number is 772-342-0047. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Access Able Designs and owner Alan Garrett for their underwriting support of this week's program. Hello, my name is Alan Garrett, and I'm the owner of Access Able Designs. A diving accident 31 years ago changed my life physically in a way that left me quadriplegic. However, 15 years ago, I dove into Jesus Christ, which changed my life spiritually forever. The combination of the two have given me the unique opportunity to help others. At Access Able Designs, we offer a creative line of bathroom accessibility products, such as folding shower and bathtub benches, as well as our exclusive patented toilet transfer bench. Our products are commercial grade, stainless steel construction, and built to last. They're also available in custom sizes. Our line of ADA compliant swimming pool lifts are a big seller with hotels, commercial properties, and homeowners. Our products can be seen at accessabledesigns.com as well as my personal life story. I look forward to hearing from you. For more information, you can contact us at 877-853-7816. That number again is 877-853-7816. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. 
I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. I believe God's asking some questions right now. And it's not because God's confused. It's not because He doesn't know what you're up to. And it's not because He doesn't know your heart. And it's not because He doesn't know the answer. He's asking because His heart is for you. He's asking because He's reaching out to us. He's asking us questions because He loves us. How many of you know after Jesus addresses the church in Revelation, He talks about the problems in the church through chapter 3. He talks about how they lost their first love. We were talking about this last Sunday and how they became lukewarm. He said, I would that you'd be hot or cold, but you're lukewarm. I'll spit you out of my mouth. He was talking about how they become self-sufficient and the lukewarmness of the heart. And then all of a sudden, Jesus moves over in the Revelation chapter 4 and He says, after these things. He says, after these things. When it looked like for 70 years that the church started out in power, they started out with the manifestations of the supernatural power of the Holy Ghost. They started out with people being raised from the dead. They started out casting out demons. They started out healing the sick. They started out preaching the gospel in the streets without fear of their life. That's how the church had started out. They had invaded the world and turned it upside down with the gospel to the point that cities had been blanketed with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And here they are 70 years later and Jesus is saying, you've lost your first love. You've lost your first love. In the middle of all that power and all that manifestation, the church had pulled away from the power. The church had backed down and had become self-interested and self-consumed and had built an ideology around a structure, around a government, around a community that was not what God had intended. Jesus begins to tell them what He sees and, and where they've gone wrong. And He says, this is how you can fix it. This is how you can get it together. You just have to have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Chapter 4, he says, after these things, after what? After what had just taken place, he said, there's still hope. There's still hope for the church that lost its first love. There's still hope for the lukewarm church. There's still hope for the hurting. There's still hope for those that, that have become oblivious to the power of God. There's still hope. Ladies and gentlemen, in the middle of Jesus asking us questions, the purpose of the question is to let us know that there is still hope in our lives. Somebody say there's still hope. There's hope that God wants to give us. I mean, we can talk about the love of God. We can talk about the faith of the saints. But we need to also talk about hope. We have to have hope in God. We have to have hope that He's with us, that He'll go before us, that He'll make a way where there seems to be impossible odds stacked against us. He said, after these things, He said, I looked and I saw an open door. He said, I saw an open door. Listen, when you look, what are you looking at? What are you looking at? You can look at everything going on. You can look at the the crisis. We can look at all the stuff that's around us. But how many of you also know we can look up and see an open door? It's there before us. The door is not shut. The door is not locked. The door is not out of reach. We in the body of Christ are always looking at an open door. Listen to me this morning. No matter how bad it is, 
on this side. God is looking at his church today and he is asking, what are you looking at? What are you looking at? Are you seeing the open door? Because if you see an open door, that means that there are new possibilities in your life. That means that there's a way of escape for the trouble that you're in. That means that there's a way through the wall. There's a way around the wall. There's a way over the wall. There's a door that's open to you. Somebody say there's a way out. How many know it's somebody else opened the door up for you? It says after he looked and saw there's an open door, it says he heard. Somebody say he heard. The question is, is what are you hearing today? Are you hearing about everything wrong all the time? Are you hearing about how bad everybody is? How many of you know we can't always ignore this stuff, but I believe that God wants to bring us to a place where we hear Him above it. Where we're so tuned in to the voice of God that the rest of it is just noise. We are aware we're not burying our heads in the sand. We see what's going on, but we're hearing God above it. Because what God has to say is life-giving. Come on, it's life-sustaining. And He's speaking to us. He's speaking to us even now. All we got to do is just tune in by the Holy Spirit and listen to His voice. It says He looked up and He heard. I hope you can take this home with you today, ladies and gentlemen. It says He looked up and He heard and then He showed us things to come. How many know God wants to show you of things to come? He wants to reveal things to you. How many think that's a good idea to know what's coming? How many of you think it's a great idea to know what Matthew 24 is all about and, and how we need to be ready for the return of Christ and how we can get prepared? Because when you know something's coming, you can pack your bag for it, can't you? Amen. He also said this. He said, he said to John, he said, I want you to come up here. In other words, I want you to come up to another level. Another way of thinking. I want you to see things the way I see things. I want you to look at things from a different perspective. Listen, I believe with all my heart that the issues of life are not really big issues at all when we begin to look at them the way God looks at them. When we see things from His perspective and not ours, instead of seeing things from our own limited viewpoint, we need to come up and see things the way God sees them. If you really want to hear what God is saying, we've got to come up. We've got to change our position in the way we look at it. How many understand this morning? We've got two different perspectives in this room. You're looking up at me and I'm looking across the room at all of you. We see things differently this morning. You're looking at the back of green chairs. I'm looking at the front of green chairs. You're looking at a screen and instruments behind me. I'm looking at two wooden doors and a wooden table. Hmm? There are two different perspectives. We see things differently. And God is saying, I want you to see and I want you to hear things from my perspective. Not the way that you see them in the natural. I want you to see and hear them in the supernatural. I don't want you to rationalize and reason with your earthly mind. I want you to see and rationalize things through the Spirit, through the Word of God that I put in you. Because how many of you know when we see it from God's perspective, it doesn't always mean that the problem is gone. It just means that you see the problem differently. Hmm? And when you see it the way God sees it, then it don't look as big as it used to look. It might not fix the situation I am, but I see it differently now. I just had to come up here where God was looking at it. Amen? 
Sometimes you can come to a church and you can see people that are always saying, Amen, praise the Lord, I love you, brother. And, and they seem like they're excited about church. They're always smiling. They're always ready to dance. They're always ready to run. And you think, man, there's something wrong with them people. They're all flaky. They, they must need attention or something. Their parents must have ignored them when they were little. They just got to put on a show and get everybody to look at them. No, 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 no. They've just come to a higher level. They're just starting to see things from another dimension. They're starting to see things from another level. They're starting to see church the way God sees church. How do you know God sees church alive, not dead? God sees church awake, not asleep. A lot of people sit in church and judge these people and get upset with them because they're so excited about God. When the truth is, is God's made the same thing available to them. They just haven't engaged. In other words, you've got to position yourself. To hear God. And when we come up to where we are with God, then we can hear God clearly. Which means we come into the Spirit. And we're in the Spirit. Supernatural things happen. So what's God trying to say to the church in the middle of crisis? Well, it's not just throw your hands up and give up and say, I surrender. And it's not just bury your head in the sand and pretend like there ain't nothing going on and live in your little Treasure Coast bubble here on the Treasure Coast. God is saying it's not time to give up. You just come up here. And when you get up here, you're going to see the things the way I see things. And you're going to hear the things that I need you to hear that will change your life. How many of you know the very next verse says, And I was in the Spirit suddenly. Somebody say suddenly. Yeah. That guy's the same people down to the altar again every Sunday. Same people. Well, praise the Lord. Well, how many of you know to go down to the altar it takes a lot of humility and God's looking for people with a humble heart I mean a pride keep you on your seat and humility bring you to the altar everybody coming down to the altar to meet Jesus everybody coming down to the altar listen when people come down to the altar they're actually coming down to the altar but they're going up in the spirit they're connecting with the Spirit of God. That's why we make the walk to the altar. That's why we come down boldly and step at the altar and we say, God, I need your mercy. I need your grace in my life. People sitting back saying, well, I don't need to go to the altar. I don't need to be down there. God knows my heart. All you see are people going to the altar. Well, you know what? When you see people going to the altar, you're not seeing what they see. You're seeing your perspective from sitting in the pew. They see a perspective at the altar. I mean, you know what they're seeing at the altar is up. They're making contact. They're in the Spirit. They're hearing God. I mean, I'd rather be down at the altar hearing God and seeing God. I'd rather be right there in the middle of His presence hearing God and seeing God than anywhere else. Amen? When you see people come to the altar, all you're seeing is people saying to themselves, I want to go to a new dimension. I want to go to a new level with God. I want to get deeper in the things of God. That's why I'm going to the altar. And that's what you're seeing. I want more of what God has for my life. I don't want the flow to stop. I don't want to back off. I want to step in. I don't want to disengage. I want to engage. Hmm. Things are different up here. I mean, when you're up there, your problems look small, amen? Your setbacks are really just setups. They're just opportunities for God to, to work in your life. But here's the key, ladies and gentlemen. You've got to be the one that applies the Word of God to your life. 
God's not going to apply it to your life for you. You've got to apply the Word of God to your life. It's the Word that sharpens you and will cause you to move higher. It's the Word that causes us to get deep into the things of God. And if you're going to get into the Word of God, then you've got to apply it to your life. You can't talk about the Word and not apply it. You will stay dull. Doesn't do any good to come in here week after week and hear the word and say, man, that's a good word, then not apply the word to your life. You know what happens? You walk out of here dull. Your blade is dull. If the word is going to sharpen you, you've got to let the word get in you and you've got to let it work in you. There has to be application to it. That means you've got to position yourself to hear the word and let it sharpen your life. You've got to tune in when the word is coming. Amen. The world that we live in will dull your edge down Monday through Friday. You can leave here sharp as a double-edged sword on Sunday and by Tuesday be dull. The crises of the world can make you dull. And that's why you've got to stay in the Word every day of your life if you're going to stay sharp. I believe God is asking this question to us today. I believe He's asking us, Are you ready? Are you ready? Consider that. Are you ready? I mean, no, the question is important to us. It's a real hard question because if the things of this world can remove excitement from our life, and if the things of this world can dull us down to the point that we don't even receive from the Word anymore, then how many of you understand that the things of this world can also remove the hope of eternity? Can wash it out. Are you ready? How many know getting ready is something we face in our homes every day? Come on, if you've had children in your home, that's a question you hear in the house a lot, ain't it? Are you ready? Come on, let's go. Are you ready? I remember when I was little, I remember when I was little, we'd be getting ready for church and, and we'd get dressed and everything and we'd have to sit on the couch and be still because if we didn't sit on the couch and be still, we'd make a mess in the house. So dad developed this game called the belt game. Because we were all waiting on mama to get ready. So we would sit on the couch in a line and the game would be dad would stand over by the entrance to the kitchen and we would try to get off the couch before he could whack us with the belt and then get back. If we made it back to the couch, it was home base, he wouldn't hit us. So for 10 or 15 minutes while we were waiting on mama to get ready for church, we'd be playing the belt game waiting on mama. And you'd hear dad every few minutes say, honey, are you ready? My mom would yell from the back bedroom, Just a minute, Mike, I'm fixing my hair. <laughs> Ten minutes later, Joyce, we got to go. Church is starting. Are you ready? Just give me a minute, Mike, I'm coming. Come on, it's in every home, isn't it? Are you ready? How many of you know when it's time to go, there's always somebody that can't find something when it's time to go? Everybody's going out the door, Where's the keys? In the car, oh man, I left my wallet. Where's my wallet? Well, I haven't seen it. Well, what did you do with it? Well, where's my phone? In other words, they're not quite ready. I remember my mama would finally get ready, and she'd come out down the hallway, and we'd all load up in the car, and because Dad was in charge of getting us ready, we weren't really quite ready. So we would all get in the back seat of the car, and we'd be driving to church, and Mama's on Dad because we weren't quite ready, and we were in the back seat, and Mama would pull a handkerchief out, and we would get a spit bath all the way to church every Sunday. 
If you don't know what that is, that's daddy's handkerchief with mama's spit wiping your face clean on the way to church. Maybe we was the only ones that did that. I thought that was normal. Come here, you're not going to church like that. My God, nobody's going to know you're my child. Are you ready? How many of you know until Jesus comes back, that's the question that's being asked today. Are you ready? Jesus is here this morning. He's asking that question. Are you ready? Are you ready? Folks, I'm not asking if you're baptized in the Holy Ghost. I'm not talking about the seven keys of success and faith this morning. I'm not telling you the ten points of prosperity. I'm just asking you a very simple question this morning. Are you ready? Are you ready? You say, well, I'm at church, Pastor. Well, listen, you might not like my answer. Because just because you're at church doesn't mean you're ready. This is not a politically correct question to be asking people today, but it's the question that God is asking us. Matthew 22, Jesus is saying to Jerusalem, remember when He sat outside Jerusalem and He said, Oh, Jerusalem, I would love to gather you up. And Luke, it says, he looked at them and he wept because he knew that Jerusalem missed their opportunity. They missed their visitation of the Lord. You know, in many ways today, Jerusalem is a symbol of the church. A lot of the things that were taught to the city of Jerusalem, we, we, we reflect that back to the church today. And it's something that Jesus has been saying to the church. He says to them, he says to the church, he says, Oh, how the Father loves to gather us in. You know, church is very special for God. This is His moment when we come here. And we gather in His name. He loves to gather us in. He goes on to Matthew 24 and the disciples are talking about trying to calm Jesus down because Jesus has done flipped the temple over and he's, he's got people all upset at him all week long and he's saying things to the Pharisees that the Pharisees are mad at him and the disciples just walk by Jesus and they say, look Jesus, look at the temple. Isn't the temple magnificent? And Jesus looks at him and he says, it's all coming down. Not one stone left on the other. It's all coming down. Peter and Andrew and James and John got alone with him on the side of the mountain and they said, Jesus, how will we know when you're going to return? How will we know? And if you read Matthew chapter 24, if you want to know the signs and the seasons, they're listed there. The seasons and the signs that we need to be looking for when Jesus is coming back. And Jesus said, when you see these things, how many of you know that His coming is near? I don't have time to unpack chapter 24 for you today because that's not what we're talking about. But you want to know if he's returning? Read Matthew 24 and see if that doesn't look like your evening news. Just read it. Sometimes we're so busy living that we don't even see the signs prophetically being fulfilled every day in our lives. Sometimes we're so busy living our lives that we miss the signs. Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. 
hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m., right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981, and ask for your free copy of The Love of the Father. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Access Able Designs and owner Alan Garrett for their underwriting support of this week's program. Hello, my name is Alan Garrett, and I'm the owner of Access Able Designs. A diving accident 31 years ago changed my life physically in a way that left me quadriplegic. However, 15 years ago, I dove into Jesus Christ, which changed my life spiritually forever. The combination of the two have given me the unique opportunity to help others. At Access Able Designs, we offer a creative line of bathroom accessibility products, such as folding shower and bathtub benches, as well as our exclusive patented toilet transfer bench. Our products are commercial grade, stainless steel construction, and built to last. They're also available in custom sizes. Our line of ADA compliant swimming pool lifts are a big seller with hotels, commercial properties, and homeowners. Our products can be seen at accessabledesigns.com as well as my personal life story. I look forward to hearing from you. For more information, you can contact us at 877-853-7816. That number again is 877-853-7816. The Revealing Truth Radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. Hi, this is Ed Myers, Realtor with Century 21 All Professional and member of the National Association of Realtors. Whether you are buying, selling, or renting a home, understanding the market can be essential. I'm a Century 21 top producer, recipient of the Century 21 Presidential Award, Century 21 Centurion Award, and Quality Service Pinnacle Award. I proudly serve the United States Marine Corps and now I'm specializing in serving the Port St. Lucie, Stewart, Fort Pierce, West Palm Beach, and surrounding areas of the Treasure Coast. Real estate is the key to building long-term wealth. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a home, a first-time home buyer, or an investor, letting an experienced professional with a proven track record can make all the difference. I would love the opportunity to help you. You can reach me by phone or text at 772-342-0047. Again, that number is 772-342-0047. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org.